Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whenever he passes it to like. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. So. Okay, ready? I'm just gonna start talking yeah. for a sec. Okay. Hi, I'm Leela and welcome to my podcast. Um, today I am joined with a very special guest, and I'm just gonna give a quick introduction to the special guest. So um I've known this girl for about many years. <laughs> I've known her for many years, and she's one of my best friends. And we're going to talk about her story a little bit today and just do a little question asking time. Her name is Claire Middlebrooks. Woo! Okay, Claire. <laughs> um, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Claire and I'm the friend of many years. <laughs> the friend of many years. Um, tell me, just as a little get to know you, tell me what dog you'll get when you have a house. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is when my dog passes away, what dog <laughs> yes, will I get? Yes, that's exactly um, the thing. I definitely want a golden doodle or a golden retriever. And say what kind of dog you have even now. <laughs> I have a 13-year-old blind and deaf shizu. <laughs> that will just not leave the person to deserve. <laughs> that is immortal and will not pass away. He's like the Jesus of dogs. Because <laughs> he's basically resurrected. <laughs> resurrected times. many, many times. Um, yeah, okay, tell us um, your favorite m M&M. <laughs> like your favorite uh you know type, type of m&m, M&M. okay i was about to be like blue <laughs> um my favorite type all we know is we hate the brown m&m <laughs> yes basically. my favorite type of m&m is the caramel m&m okay me too actually no the peanut butter peanut butter whenever i say peanut i feel like a loser okay so that was claire middlebrooks um moving on <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so I'm just gonna kind of ask Claire some questions and then just see where it goes from there. Yeah. See where our spirits lead us. Okay, so today's a really special day. Today is October 3rd of 2021. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, and it is a Sunday. Claire, tell us what happened this morning. <laughs> this morning. At church, I got baptized. So awesome. So excited. Okay, what does baptism, what does that mean exactly? Like overall or to me? Like overall. Just like putting your old life in the past Mm -hmm. and getting a new life and following Jesus. Yes, and you, um, what Jay said to you, he said, um, you, like, have you decided to trust and follow Jesus? And you said yes, and he said because of that public display of faith, I can now baptize you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, essentially, you don't... Baptizing is a public display of faith. Mm-hmm. But by you saying, I trust and follow Jesus, then you're able to be baptized, you know? Yeah. Super cool. Um, we brought up a good question. What um, I wanted to ask you about this, you talked to me and you said that... Um, uh, well, first, explain why you wanted to be baptized again and, like, kind of okay. what that yeah. was. So, I've gone to a Presbyterian church my whole life, and I got baptized when I was a baby, so, like, sprinkled on the head right. when I was, like, yes. two months old. Well, 
obviously I don't remember that. That wasn't a special day for me. Yeah. It was a special day for my parents, not for me. But also I've just kind of like growing up being at a in a Christian household at a uh-huh. Christian school my entire life. It was kind of like I had it in front of me, but I never took it out. I never yeah, yeah. grabbed onto it. Exactly. And I had some tough stuff going on last year that I just wasn't the person that I should have been. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that too. You said, mm-hmm. um, and I quote, I'm a new person than I was last year. Do you kind of want to talk about that and explain yeah. what that kind of looked like? And you don't have to give details. You yeah. can kind of say as much totally. as you're comfortable with. Yeah. So I had some best friends. Mm-hmm. Two really, really close best friends. Yeah. Um, we're besties for almost a year, and that sounds like a short amount of time, but we were so close, and, like, it was such a great friendship between both of them, but once we got into high school, you know, like, boys started looking at us and started giving us attention and started inviting us over, wanting to hang out, all that Mm -hmm. fun stuff, and I kind of was, like, I was there with all of it, Mm -hmm. but I was, like, Okay, like, yeah. whatever. I'm not, like, fixating my life over it. Yeah. But um, then they started getting to, like, partying and mm. drinking and drugs and all that. And I knew, like, I was held to a higher expectation for yeah. that. And, like, yeah. I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Because I have consequences in my household, unlike they did for that. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I went yeah. home like that, but then I'd get in trouble. You also had that moral, like, you you mm-hmm. personally did yeah. wrong. You weren't like, just doing it because it was, you weren't, you weren't not doing it just because you'd get in trouble. Yeah. But because you knew that it was the wrong thing yeah. to do. Yeah, I knew, like, I would feel so guilty if I did it. Yeah, yeah. And I just knew that if I started, I probably wouldn't be able to stop and it would lead me yes. down a wrong path. So I stopped being friends with those people uh-huh. and it was hard and I was down in the dumps for quite some time. Uh-huh. And then I met some really... I reconnected <laughs> yeah. with some good friends. Yeah. And not those friends, new friends. <laughs> I reconnected, and I saw what it was like to live through Christ mm-hmm. and okay. to... To be fulfilled by things other than yeah. what they had been doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I saw Christ through many of my friends, mm-hmm. and so cool. I built my relationship up again yeah. and stronger. Yeah. My foundation was stronger than it was before. So I am a different person than I was last year, yeah. for sure. And I wanted to, as like a symbol to me and a symbol to my faith, get baptized again right. to show like I am different yes. than I was last year and this is where I'm starting from now, my new life. Yeah. Okay, well, some things I want to say about that. Um, first of all, when did you ask Jesus to come into your heart? When was that? Um, I probably, probably, uh, I'd probably say, like, I think I was in, like, third grade, and I was with, like, my deacon, we went to dinner, Okay. yeah, and he was, like, at Chick-fil-A, yeah, Chick-fil-A, I didn't want to be there with him, and I was, like, I just want to go with my family, like, I don't want to be with you, Uh but he asked me, he was, like, do you want to accept Jesus into your heart, and I was, like, for sure. Yeah, like, I want to feel awesome. what my family's feeling whenever I look at them at church. Right. And I'm just, like, clueless. Yeah. Sitting there, like, what's <laughs> going on? 
so I did. Drawing on the pamphlets, like I did. <laughs> I did too, and I would fold them like origami. Yes, I still do. That. <laughs> but it's not that I don't pay attention. I just get a little fiddly with my hands. Yeah, for real. Um. Okay. So, um. I just went like, okay, so you accepted Jesus into your heart, and he's been in your heart through mm-hmm. all of this, even yeah. through the friendship thing. Mm-hmm. The difference was just that you weren't really in an active relationship with I him. I wasn't walking with him. Right. I was just like yeah. watching him walk, but not walking <laughs> with so, him. Yeah, that's that a good quote. Um, so when you were, I mean, I kind of just want to make this clear that when you are baptized, it, it's a one and done. Mm-hmm. It is, um, you, it's, well, in my opinion, it's something you do when Jesus is in your heart, mm-hmm. right? But he wasn't living in your heart when you were two months old, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because you kind of ask him to be in your heart. So that's why I think it was so essential that you got bab- baptized again, yeah. you know, this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about leaving your friends behind because, like, yeah. you are just the most incredible example. And I, I really don't know a lot of people who have had to do that because mm-hmm. um, a lot of my friends have for the most part, stay friends with people. the people that they don't want to be friends with. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They haven't made that step to, mm-hmm. you know, leave the toxic people behind. Yeah. At what point did you realize, like, I, I need to make a change? I was in my room, and I, well, first of all, I, like, had slowly stopped hanging out with them. Like, I used to yeah. hang out with them, like, every day after school, spend the night on school nights every weekend. And it went to, like, I would just hang out with them every weekend or every yeah. other weekend, and they were noticing, and they are like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well. And I was sitting. <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> it's a real question. And I was sitting in my room, and it was like, you got added to this group chat. And I was like, oh, swag. Like, yeah. what group chat? And I looked, and it was with one of the senior boys, and my friend was like, what drugs do you want to sell us? And I was, like, kind of taken back, and I was like, this is a joke, huh? Yeah. And then he was, like, naming them out uh-huh. and the prices. And I was, like, holy crap, yeah. what? Wow. Like, I was just sitting there, like, looking at my phone, like, this is a joke. Y'all are pranking me. Yeah. Whatever. But it wasn't. Uh-huh. And I, there was another girl in um, the group chat. And she texted me off the side. And she was, like, whoa, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, yeah. I, we need to leave this group chat. So I was, like, okay, deuces. Like, I'm leaving this group chat. Yeah. And I left the group chat. But then I thought about it more, and I was, like, I don't get this Yeah. No, but I thought about it more, and I was like, okay, they're going to get that, and they're going to invite me over to their house, mm-hmm. and if they're caught, and I'm still associated with them, yeah. then I'm going to be held to that, and, like, people are going to think I'm doing that. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, they any won't. path that I go with them, I'm going to be looked at as that, even when I'm not doing what they're doing right i'm and still going to be associated with yeah it. people will see that you were in the group chat they won't see that you left it because mm-hmm. no one focuses on that they won't yeah. see that claire middle brooks was in this group chat mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah so i i didn't even tell my parents that i did it till after because mm-hmm. i knew that if like i told them then they'd be like you need to stop now and like would view them as awful people so yeah, yeah. i went to school the next day and they're like why did you leave the group chat and i was like no <laughs> It's not for me. Yeah. And then, like, brush it off and then right. talk about it. Right. And then I got home later that night, and I was like, I need to FaceTime y'all. Yeah. And I basically just laid it out. I was like, the path that I want to go on can't, 
it can't be the same path that you're going on. Like, they can't intersect. They can't come together. Like, they're yeah. two completely... Mine's on the right. Yours is on the left. Yeah. I can't go one or the... Like, I can't go both. I have to go one or the other. And I'm choosing the right one. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't be with y'all. And I was like, but if you want to be with me on the right one, then you can. Yeah. And they said no. So, wow. I was like, yeah, okay, well, then I'm gonna go on my path and y'all can go on your path and it'll be separate we'll go separate ways and part separate ways and this doesn't mean that I hate you and it doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to speak to you again you did love them they were still when you say a year that doesn't sound like a long time that sounds like a really long time Mm -hmm. to me like that is we've only been alive for 16 and for one of them to have such a close relationship like that that's a big deal and they're a big part of your life yeah um so I know that was really, really hard for you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I told them, I was like, doesn't mean that I'm never going to speak to you again. And, yeah, it was awkward speaking to them after the fact. But, like, it didn't mean that I was, like, going to completely diss them and hate them. And, like, but that's what they thought that I was going to do. Like, completely just hate on them and, like, say yeah. lies about them. But that's not what I did. I kept my mouth shut and only told probably two people why I left yeah, because I didn't yeah. want it to get out and make them seem like <laughs> bad people. Right. I was going to say like this is essentially the first time hearing of this because you were so reserved and you just kept it as simple as like they were just not they didn't want the best for me and mm-hmm. like you just made it simple and that's kind of how it needed to be. You didn't yeah. just say bad things about them yeah. like you just kept All it I simple. said was good things like people go different ways like exactly. that's just what happens that's how life goes mm-hmm. and they Definitely went the other way and turned the story around. And are continuing to. Yeah, and are continuing to lead that on. And I, they posted bad stuff about me. They'd say bad things about me. they put people against me. Uh-huh. And it made me feel awful even though I knew I was in the right. But right. it still made me feel awful. Yeah. And I was just sad. And I didn't really have, like, I was, well, I was in the middle of, like, moving friend groups. So that was hard, mm-hmm. too, because it's, like, I was with all these people for so long. Left them for another group, and now I'm coming back. Like, they... Yeah. It was hard for some people to actually accept me, accept me into that, but it was hard. And, like, there were definitely temptations of, like, my old friends texting me and being in there, like, no, I, like, I still want to be friends with you. Come back. And it's, like, I yeah. want to, but I know you're not going to change. Exactly. So, like, I can't. Yeah. But, yeah, it was hard. Yeah. But I did it. Yeah. Okay, so looking back from where you are now, like, in that moment when you left your friends, did you – did you regret it, like, kind of immediately after? Say, like, I know this is really hard. Maybe I shouldn't have made that choice. Or were you pretty, like, set in stone? Like, I need to turn away. Definitely mm, both. Because, yeah. like, at the beginning, it was like I switched. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, the guys aren't giving me attention anymore. Right. Like, I'm not, like, as cool as I used to be yeah. when I was with them. But then it was like I had to tell myself, like, but – in a year or two from now, they're probably going to be in a bad place, and I'll be yes. in a better one. Yeah. So, like, I'd rather be in the better place than the bad place. Right. So, how about now, the place you're in versus the place, you like, you used to be in? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this is, especially today, after you've been baptized, I don't know if they've been baptized, but, like, this is even more of a celebration because it's just, like, um, like a, uh, what do you call it? Um, like a marker. I don't know, a marker, like, mm-hmm. um, saying, like, yeah, all of that's behind me. And so now I get what you're saying about you're a new person, and mm-hmm. you really wanted to make that clear. Yeah. Um, and you're a new person in Jesus, obviously, um, which is so awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I guess let's give some 
kind of encouragement to anyone who knows they're with the wrong people and needs to... Yeah, how do you sure. First, how do you know you're with the wrong people? We already talked about this a little when bit. When you feel guilty about the things you're doing, mm, like, even if yeah. you're not doing it. Right. Because yeah. I remember, like, sitting with them one time and, like, I wasn't the one doing anything, but I was still with them, and I felt guilty. Yeah. And I was like, if I'm feeling guilty for my friend's actions, then I shouldn't, then <laughs> exactly. I shouldn't be with my friends. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and like you said, like it was really difficult to mm-hmm. like make that step because you'd been with them for so long. But um, like, how has that absolutely changed your life? Like, how has it improved your life in the best way possible? Well, it improved my life because I was down in the dumps for a little bit. Yeah. But then the second. It showed me who God was because the second that I decided I wanted to build my relationship, God was throwing signs at me left and right of, like, he yeah. was there for me. Yeah. And, like, That's... I would have a terrible day thinking about, like, say if one of them posted something about me, one of my ex-friends posted something about me and it really made me feel bad, like, my devotion that day, I would just flip to a random one and it would be about friends tearing you down and how yes. you can help them, like... It, he was just, like, showing me, like, hey, I'm here, even though you're hurting, like, I'm here for you, uh-huh. and it, like, really showed me, and made me want to make my relationship stronger, and if I hadn't had left them, then I probably wouldn't have a relationship, and yeah. I probably wouldn't be doing the stuff that I'm doing now. Yeah, okay, I, I hate to, like, almost ask the same question. When you were in just that dark place, could you see that God was using it for something bigger, or were you kind of blinded and couldn't really see God in that moment? I was kind of blinded. Yeah. I was like, I was the one who's doing the right thing. Why am I the one suffering from it? Because they were going on with their lives, making me look bad and like kind of building themselves up from it. Mm -hmm. And I was just down in the dumps and sad about it. And and I was like, why is he, I'm the one who did the right thing. I did it for him. (laughs) And even though I didn't really, because I didn't have that mindset at the time. Yeah. I was like, why am I going through this and not them? Exactly. But, but they would (laughs) suffer in the long run. But I just like want to make an analogy out of it because I went through something really hard and to me what I call that is the valley and like when you're in the valley you just cannot see out of it you cannot mm-hmm. see the mountain and I think that's definitely the place you were in but now like both of us were in you know we have like this mountaintop view and looking back you know you can see that God was walking you through the valley and um, there, there's not regret I mean do you regret being friends with them in the first place? No. I, I agree. Like, I don't, I, that's why I say, like, you don't really need to have regrets mm-hmm. because, like, God kind of, he needed you to go and be friends with them yeah. and learn. I don't of- regret the friendship because it was, like, a friendship that I never had. Yeah. Well, especially with one certain girl. I loved her so much and she loved me so much. And it was obvious that we were, like, inseparable. Like, yeah, right. we were best friends. And I did, I enjoyed that friendship for as long as it went on because. Uh-huh. I loved that person. I loved her family. I loved everything. Like, I loved her. But I just knew that there was a time where, like, I couldn't move on with Mm -hmm. the things that that was going on. So I knew it had to end, even though I still love her. Yeah. And, like, that's not going to change. Right. But, And I think now another important thing you've obtained from that is you have discernment. You know what a good friend looks like Mm -hmm. because you know what a bad friend looks like. And that's so necessary. Um and I think God, he tested your faith, and it's so cool that you came out victorious. And yeah. um, even though it was a process, you know, but now you're on the other side, mm-hmm. especially being baptized. Okay, I want to move into talking about, like, our next steps. Mm-hmm. And um, first off, I'm sure I know the answer. Was baptism your next step? Yeah, for, the most for sure. Okay, yeah. It was, like, 
even though I am in the process of making my relationship stronger, mm-hmm. that was like a symbol to me. Like, this is like this is the point where mm-hmm. I'm going to make it and try my best yeah. to make it stronger. It's kind of like holding you accountable. You mm-hmm. know, you don't come off of a baptism and then you know go. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is so great. Uh, but anyway. I just kind of wanted to ask you, you know, you've, you've been baptized, so what does it look like going forward? And a lot of people have been baptized, and that's why I want to talk about it. Um, it, it doesn't end with baptism. It's not like baptism no, is the yeah. final step. So, you know, what no. do you do in some here? cases, it's the first or second that's, step that's, for it is, It's like the first step. Yeah. Um, so, what, like, what is your next step, essentially? Well, I'm setting goals for myself. Yeah, oh, that's Because good. it's like... I'm showing everyone, and I'm showing myself, and I'm showing God that, like, this is for him. It's uh-huh. not for me. That baptism wasn't for me. It was yeah. for him. Right. And, like, now I have to make everything and live out my whole life through him. So it starts yeah. now. Yeah. And, like, even if it's just, like, because I always am like, yeah, I'll do my devotion. And then I'm like, I don't have time. But I do have time. Exactly. I'm just not using my time wisely enough. Yes. And so, like, setting goals, like, making time to do my devotion, reading, like, for 10 minutes at least, or just talking with him, whatever it is, like, I'm starting it in helping people is one thing, like, I think, like, what is it I can do to show people that I am living through Christ, like, where they look at me and they say, she's happy and she is who she is and she's nice to me and she's nice to everyone else because she's living through Christ I want that I want that for me exactly yeah like I think you're now in a role of leadership like you're Mm -hmm. not following um I mean you're following of course you're still following Jesus but now you kind of have other people that you get to lead to Jesus rather than you being led because for a period of time like you kind of needed guidance you needed people to lead you back to Jesus but now you get to do that for other people Mm -hmm. um let's see what else was I going to say? You said something that made me, gave me a little light bulb <laughs> um, for like reading your book. Oh, I wanted to talk about time. One of my favorite things to think about is just like, what is the point of any anything, spending time on anything if it's not for God? Like, mm-hmm. are we not doing this all for God, you know? So to think that like, we can't spend 10 minutes in our Bible a day, like yeah. that's you know, that's obnoxious. Like, that's yeah. not that I don't do it, that I don't do it yeah. sometimes. I, I go days when I don't read my Bible, of course, but, like, in the big scheme of things, it's, like, that, you know, the bare minimum. Like, we minimum. have so much time that we can give right. to him. We just say that we don't. Exactly. The bare minimum we can do is dedicate our lives to Jesus. Yeah. Because he gave, he gave the ultimate sacrifice for us, and now mm-hmm. who are we to throw it away, you I know? know? Um, I want to talk about like what it looks like to read your bible so Mm -hmm. when do you like to read your bible well i have a i'm in the middle of like a 365 day devotion that i got january of last year so like almost done with it um but i'm like it's not an in order thing it's every page is a new devotion like it's not like a storyline or anything like it's a new devotion of a new person yeah and mine i See, most people wake up in the morning and do theirs, but I have so much anxiety going to bed that I do mine before because it makes me feel better. Yeah. But I do mine, but I have a certain way of doing it, so I flip to a random page that I haven't already done, and I mark every page that I do, but, and then I read it, and there's a Bible verse given on every page, Mm -hmm. so I write that Bible verse down, and I put it in a jar for whenever I need a Bible verse, and then after I read it, I 
journal about it, mm-hmm. my thoughts, just talking to God, just conversation yeah. in a journal, and then I pray about it. That's and then awesome. I go to bed. I was gonna say I, I have a really similar like process. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely would encourage you to try um, like reading your Bible in the mm-hmm. morning because for me, talking a little bit about like my next step this summer, I went to J Ranch, mm-hmm. and I we we didn't call it a next step, but like I made the decision to um, wake up earlier every single morning and read my Bible and like. To say it flipped my life around is, like, the least I could say. Like, I feel like I feel like a new person almost. Mm-hmm. And I've always had Jesus in my heart. And I have pursued him. But now that I, um, you know, like, dedicate every single day to him by starting with him in the morning, like, it, I mean, it's changed everything. And mm-hmm. it's so cool. And um, just for people who don't, like, know kind of where to start, I just wanted to talk about that. Like, devotion books are so incredible. Um, devotion books are definitely a good place, a good place to start yeah, no, yeah. because like just reading out of your Bible can be confusing can for be people. It can be really hard. Yeah. But that's like another thing that I'm making a goal is like, I'll probably do my devotion at night, but read scripture yes. in the morning. And yeah, that's what I was going to say is, um, my prayer in the morning, um, I, I have Bibles that I picked and I think, um, Jace talked about like some books that he recommended you start with. And mm-hmm. I know James is a really good one. Mm-hmm. And, um, I read, um, John. John was a great one that I read this summer. And then I read like Romans and that was incredible. But like, um, what, what my prayer is whenever I read, um, these Bible passages is I say like, dear Lord, um, like I pray that you'll reveal to me what you have to say to me through your word because mm-hmm. it's his word. It's the words he say, he says to yeah. us, um, and it can be confusing. Yeah. But because whenever, you don't want to just read it and like say that you read it but not right. gain anything oh from absolutely it. and that's like almost a fear of mine like I mm-hmm. never really would want to read my bible just to read it like just mm-hmm. to mark something off like I always want to gain something from it mm-hmm. um and what I do is I just read until I feel something pop out to me you know and mm-hmm. I don't have a set um like amount of things that I read or a chapter a day or anything mm-hmm. I'll read three chapters if I feel like I haven't you know read anything that like, yeah. speaks to me um, and then I'll journal about it. Journaling is so awesome. And then mm-hmm. um, I can look back at what I wrote about it and see where I grew from it. Yeah. And, oh, it's just so good. I think journaling is – that's something I was missing when I was younger is I tried to read my Bible. I remember I was like, oh, like I'm going to read my Bible like all the way through, start in Genesis. <laughs> that definitely lasted two days before I realized that Genesis just wasn't something that my heart could really Yeah. Understand. Well, it's like I would read it and I'd be proud of myself for reading it. But I couldn't tell you what I read. Right, like, exactly. <laughs> and journaling, also, like, writing the verse down. I've gotten a lot better at referencing scripture because mm-hmm. I've read all the surrounding context, and then I've read the verse, and sometimes I've journaled about the verse, and then it's just, like, incredible. But I just want to say, like, anyone listening to this, um, I loved what we did with the whole 10-day commitment, and I hope people stuck to that because yeah. a commitment's not really something you just break. Yeah. Um, even though I missed a day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to read twice on a day. Yeah, but um, one thing um, we talked about at JH is, like, reading your Bible every day, it might not start as a desire. Like, I can't tell you that I wake up every day desiring to, but it's a habit that you build. Mm-hmm. It's like brushing your teeth. You don't always want... I, we don't always want to be oh, yeah. um, But when you make it a habit, it turns into a desire. And mm-hmm. now I find myself going to bed 
excited about it. And um, it's what the unfortunate thing is, I know people have like practice in the morning before school and stuff, but mm-hmm. I encourage every single person to the first thing they do be read their Bible yeah. for like you know 10 well it's like yeah that's what when people think about like waking up early to read your bible that's like 10 15 minutes that's not a lot like you really want that 10 15 minutes extra sleep sleep when you could be doing something even better whip your day around yeah and one thing i do is like i'll write down what i wrote on my hand sometimes like what the topic was and then like as i'm praying after i've read i say like um ways i'm gonna apply it to my day like god Mm -hmm. help me to love people today Mm -hmm. help me to like be thankful today and all this stuff and then I revisit it because reading your bible in the morning it's a great way to start your day but it has to continue throughout your day you yeah. can't just forget you can't just about leave it. it there at the bible exactly yeah um so reading your bible every morning in my opinion is like a very large step to yeah. take that's like very mature faith uh, but one thing that I was kind of thinking about is the larger the larger step you take the further you go um a small step, for example, would be like praying yeah. for food. Like that's kind of a small yeah. step. That's yeah. a great step to take, but you're not gonna gain as much with your relationship yeah. with Jesus. Even though I, I do highly recommend praying before you eat. Yeah. Uh, but like, the harder and more difficult and more challenging it seems, it's probably a bigger step, and you're mm-hmm. probably gonna gain more from it. Yeah. So that's why I really recommend people read their bible every single morning yeah. and another cool thing is that you'll start hearing the holy spirit talk to you yeah do you have um like experience with that that you have you know could bring up by any chance like do well you... yeah i should have brought my other because i just finished one of my journals uh-huh. and i brought a new one but i had one and then i wrote down something really good but i can't really remember most <laughs> of it but yeah. There definitely is, like, times where it's, like, I needed something, and I flip in my devotional or in the Bible, and it's, like, God's, like, here. Yeah. Here it is. Yes, Here's the so answer good. to your question. It's so cool because, like, that that's happened to me before, but, like, that's kind of God's special way of talking to you mm-hmm. because, um, like, I don't experience that a lot. I experience different things, which yeah. is so special that, like, he has his own special way of, like, mm-hmm. talking to you and making sure you know that it's him. Yeah. But um, that's, like, how I know God's real is because I oh, can yeah, hear for sure. him talking to me through things like that. Not that there's not doubts. And but... it even showed, like, at the retreat, the spiritual retreat that we had because I'd always, like told my parents like my baptism like I wanted I want to get baptized again like I've been saying it ever since I was little that I wanted to but I never really felt the time but it was like at the retreat I felt like God was like go talk to Jace go figure it out and you need to do it like I knew that God was like need to do it and there definitely is like many times where it's like I feel God talking to me and oh I have a good one okay Okay. um when my cousin passed away Mm -hmm. his name was John yeah and I was like, this is just awful, like, so upset. My whole family was upset. And then I get a text from John's father, Mason, mm-hmm. and it's scripture, John eighteen twenty two, uh-huh. And it says, and it was something like, even though I'm not here, I am at rest. Don't weep, for I am rejoicing or something like that. Like, I'm pretty sure it was something around those lines. But it was like, wow. Yeah. Like, that says what I need to hear. Yeah. But and coming from him. Exactly. Like, like, the same he, name. Yeah. Like, everything. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. So good. How have um, his parents been dealing with that? What have, has their faith been like? Well, so, it's Mason and Melissa, mm-hmm. and Mason's and my cousin. For context, 
explain just really quick. What yeah. That. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, well, I'll just start. Mason's my cousin, my the oldest of all the cousins, uh-huh. and he is twenty four. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm not quite sure about that, but he's fact check. He's something. <laughs> he's somewhere in that range, and. He married a little girl. She's cute. She's like five foot. Her name's Melissa. She's like five years old. Yeah. A little girl. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. So her name's Melissa, and she is Cuban. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Um, something of that sort. Love and your sandwiches. Yes. Yes. And so they got married. She wasn't a believer before she met him, uh-huh. and her whole side of the family they're not believers yeah. at all. But Mason brought her to Christ, and they are pretty strong. Like, she's strong in her relationship for not having one for 20-something yeah, years. Like, yeah, she is strong. And so they got married, quarantine of 2020, and they just had a baby. And his name is John. His name is John. John Carell Mahaffey. And he was born on, like, September 2nd or something like mm-hmm. that. And then... You know, they took him home. He eight days old, doing fine. My other cousin, his brother, Mason's brother Mercer, moved in with him because he was going to start school mm-hmm. and do what Mason does, computer stuff. And so, like, he just moved in, and Melissa's mom was there. Um, and Melissa and Mason are cooking dinner in the kitchen. And um, Melissa's mom and Mason are cooking dinner in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And Mercer is speaking to Melissa, the mother, while she's holding John. She's breastfeeding him. And all of a sudden, he just goes limp, mm-hmm. like just whole body limp. And Melissa just freaks out, and he's not breathing, all of that. They call 911. They, the ambulance comes. They take him to a hospital. Well, it's not a PEDS hospital. So, like, we have to lifeline him to one of our PEDS hospitals. Yeah. So they lifeline him um, 10 minutes to a PEDS hospital, and they put him on a ventilator, and... Um, they were like, he probably won't come off, but we'll keep him on just because he's, his heart, it's not like he stopped breathing, his heart stopped. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he was really dead on Sunday night yeah. when it happened, but he was on a ventilator for four or five days, and it was hard, like, for everyone, and, um a long four or five days yeah for sure they didn't leave the hospital all week they stayed there all night and um they knew that he really wasn't gonna come off of it I mean we prayed and prayed for miracles and miracles but like we all knew at the end of the day he probably wasn't going to come off yeah and so they it definitely Melissa like would apologize and be like oh my gosh Mason like I'm so sorry I should have never had him like this is all my fault. Like, blaming themselves for something that they didn't do. Yeah. And, um, but, well, in all of this, I had emergency surgery, so I wasn't able to right. ever go up and see him. Yeah. But my, my other, my family was. But, um, my, um, mom told me that, like, Mason, Mason and my mom are very close, mm-hmm. because that was my mom's first niece- or first niece or nephew. Yeah. First, she was an aunt because of him. And um, so they were really close. And But she said that he was so, like, he, he was so strong in the prayers that he talked about. Like, yeah. rejoicing God for something terrible that's happening. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because he's so young. Yeah. And you would think with how young you are, 
and your kid on this deathbed right here like you wouldn't be rejoicing the lord for this but he was yeah and he was strong and um but good came out of it because they were like you have the option of donating john's heart lungs what brain yeah. whatever to other babies right so they donated his lungs and his heart to two other babies mm-hmm. and that's amazing yeah. and um so that's awesome, and they were definitely, like, hesitant about it, but at, in the end, they were like, that just sounds like such a good thing to do. Yeah. And they did. Um, so now, this it's been, like, a few weeks, but um, Melissa's doing okay. She has been, like, hanging out with friends. Like, yeah. she's okay. She's more composed because she even admitted that Mason – was definitely closer to him in the eight days than she was. She felt like she had only just, like, it was, like, feed him, hand him to Mason. Feed him, hand him, hand him to Mason. Like, yeah. he was Mason's for those eight days. So Melissa's moving on slowly. Like, she's definitely hurting, but she's getting better. Yeah. Mason, on the other hand, he he's having a rough time. Yeah. He He's definitely still strong in his faith, but he can't pull himself to go to church just because seeing people and – their best friends just had a baby two days before they did, and they keep on wanting to hang out, but why? Mason can't why? pull himself. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, God, why did you give them a healthy baby? Yeah, it's like thinking about me and my mom were talking, like, there are people who get pregnant who aren't even trying and don't even want the baby and who then, have healthy babies, exactly. and then people who... Or who abort their babies. Yeah, and then people who have a baby and love the baby so much. Like, he was so loved in the eight days that he was here lose it like why does that happen but then like god gives the worst battles to the strongest fighters so it's like it all it works out and i mean i know this is like crazy to say but i know that it's true more good will come out of what has happened with Mm -hmm. the baby than it i mean i know that sounds great than it would have if he had lived and Mm -hmm. i know that because we have a good god who always makes good things come out of bad things and he always wants the best for us, and he will use it something for even better. Mm-hmm. And he already, like, we already see proof of that, that the baby um, got to use the lungs, mm-hmm. its lungs and heart. Was that what you said? Yeah, lungs heart. And heart. Um, that is so incredible. Yeah. But, like, it's tricky, and it's hard to talk about these things because, you know, like, I haven't lost a baby. I haven't yeah. lost a really close family member. I haven't you know, lost anything big like that, you know, so it's hard to say, um, or to tell people things like that when, you know, you don't have as much experience with it, but the hard things that I have been through, like, it, when you look back on it, you can always see God's goodness, and in the moment, like, it's the valley, and it's so horrible, and it's so hard to see, um, the other side, because when you're in the valley, you're in the shadow, and yeah. you can't see the and sun. And it's so easy to light. just be like, this is God's fault. Right. Because, like, heading to the funeral, we're already so upset. Like, just yeah. had an awful week. Like, I had just had surgery. Like, it was chaotic, an awful week. We get a call. My uncle is in the yard because of another heart attack, because of the all the anxiety that's been going on. So he can't go to the funeral. Yeah. And we're like what the heck like why did like really god like why did you do that and then heading home from the funeral my grandpa gets in a car it's like Mm -hmm. and you i say like why is all this happening to me and i'm like it's not like it's happening to me and my family but like there's worse going on and god's like this is just your obstacle that i'm throwing at you right now 
but you're gonna get up from falling and I'm gonna hold your hand and right. help you get up and from you're gonna it. be stronger and that's one mm-hmm. of my favorite things and it's in the book of James that he says that our trials build endurance and yeah. they make us stronger and that's why we can rejoice when trials come because we can say like this is an opportunity to make my faith even stronger like I, yeah. I was listening to a podcast one time it was this girl that was like like, God, like, I almost want you to give me something difficult yeah. just to see, like, what my faith will do. Well, and it's, like, everything difficult that I've been through, I can go and tell it as a story to help people. Exactly. And I know we have a lot of, you know, <laughs> things to testify about that, how mm-hmm. we can help other people with our things. But it's not even helping other people, but sometimes it's better for ourselves. Yeah. And I know, like, um, with losing a baby, that doesn't seem like it's better for yourself. And it, it varies, you know, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, my prayer is that they have another baby that's healthy yeah. and strong, and I mean, that'd be so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if not, like, God's goodness will still prevail, and it'll still mm-hmm. be there, and their faith will just continue to go stronger mm-hmm. for the next trial, you know, yeah. and because more things will happen, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it, you'll always be able to get through it easier um, yeah. with the more endurance you've built up from your other trials, sure. you know. That's yeah. really good. Well... I think it's about time to wrap up, even though we'll definitely be needing Claire for part two. (laughs) Sure, next week for part two. (laughs) There's so many things we could talk about. Oh, I know. My goodness, that was so good. That was Claire Middlebrooks. (laughs) Uh, If you want to... If you want to... Oh, we should plug your Instagram. I don't even know my Instagram. C Middlebrooks, the Instagram that I I spend too much time stalking. (laughs) It is mc.middlebrooks. Awesome. Um, Thank you for listening to the first episode of the podcast. I hope that that was helpful. And if it wasn't, that's really unfortunate. Listen back again and <laughs> try and get something else from it. Try and something from it. You weren't listening hard enough, I guarantee. If you didn't get anything, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, Claire, for joining me. Anytime. And get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>